Welcome to Executive Leaders Radio. In this hour, you'll hear directly from our region's finest business leaders. Through each of the interviews, these high-achieving leaders become relatable role models who share how they were able to build their enterprise, their personal secrets of success, about leadership styles and opportunities that lie ahead. Prepare to be inspired and entertained and to hear wisdom unheard elsewhere. Executive Leaders Radio. You're listening to Executive Leaders Radio, broadcast from George Mason University School of Business. This is your host, Herb Cohen. With my co-host, Joe Applebaum, Potomac Companies, Mark Haas, Association for Enterprise Growth, Stephanie Reno, Rano from Torchlight Hire, Karina Bedour, Colliers International, Charles Mann, Verity Commercial, and Henry Fagan. Karina, can you give us a rundown on who we have on the air today, please? Today we've got Ben Playstead, Executive Vice President of Savile Studley, Manan Shah, Partner at Focus Investment Baking, Mark Edward, Partner at Hirschback & Company, Bob Barry, President and CEO of The Green Turtle. Let's get to know our first guest, Ben Plasted, who's Executive Vice President of Savile Studley. What is Savile Studley, Ben? We're a commercial real estate tenant uh, representation firm. And how large or how small is your part of the firm? Um, in the D.C. metro area, we're about a, a $50 million company. Um, mm. We're a, a uh-huh. actually a publicly traded company on the uh, London Stock Exchange. And where are you from originally? Grew up in a small town uh, in New England, York, Maine. Uh huh. How many brothers and sisters? I have two sisters. Where are you in the pecking order? I'm in the middle. Uh huh. And what was the effect of you growing up in the middle of three of two sisters? Uh, my my older sister is two years older than me, so um, you know she was a role model for me. And my younger sister is actually ten years younger than me, so it was an interesting dynamic where the the roles kind of switched, and mm-hmm. I was a role model for her. Henry, how old were you uh, when you first started making money? Uh, I first started working when I was 13, uh, washing dishes in an Italian restaurant. Uh huh. Any of your siblings work in the restaurant? Yeah. Wasn't your sister working there yeah. also? Yeah, my sister was actually, it was a, a pizza joint and an Italian restaurant combined, and she was the cashier at the, at the pizza joint. And did you tell us you had a special relationship with your sister? Uh, you know, thinking back, she looked out for me. It's, it was, uh, you know, there's a lot of anxiety when you're 13 years old and you're working mm-hmm. in a commercial kitchen and, and she looked out for me. And I think that's continued uh, throughout, you know, the rest of my uh-huh. life. And how, and how about your relationship with your younger sister? Let me have that again. Um, you know, she is, uh, you know, I've, I've watched her grow up. So I think I've been, uh, a role model for her. And, so and on one hand, you're able to be mentored. You like, you know, you like having uh, folks above you that are helping mentor you, yet you're also acting as a mentor. We have a fellow here today. Uh, I believe Michael's name is Michael Lassiter. Right. And Michael, what's your role in the firm? I'm the PR manager. And you guys work together. You work with Ben, don't you? I do. What's his reputation amongst the co-workers in the firm? Everybody loves Ben. He's a consensus builder, and he leads by example. What do you mean by that? What are you talking about? Um, he's pretty good at just kind of getting everybody on board, rallying everybody behind him, and just kind of just talking to everybody. Huh. How about that? That's interesting. <laughs> Charles, did you and have a question? Yeah, that uh, that plays very well in, in your upbringing. You were into sports, correct? Yeah, that's right. Um, as a, a you know, a kid, I was sports was probably my number one focus. What which which sport in particular? Uh, I played soccer, uh, basketball, and, and track. And you you told us in the green room you're pretty coachable. Yeah, I think that was you know I, I was the cap I was the captain in, in high school of all three sports, and I think that um, I was never the best player. I was more because I was a, a, a leader. Your father didn't have anything to do with all that. Uh, I think my father uh, led by example. But your father was also your coach. He was my coach, yes. Mm -hmm. Stephanie? Yeah, so you had this role model of your older sister, and then you acted as a role model for your younger sister. Tell me about that impact, though, that your dad had on you as a coach and how you take that into your work every day. Um, I think that, you know, as a coach, my dad... um, he, he he had a lot of in- integrity and, and and you know really led by example. Um, actually, had a lot of friends growing up that you know I think my dad was their role model as well. Uh, g- give me that again. You had friends and your father was their role model. What are you talking about? Uh, I think just that's the kind of person he was. He was always there for me um, or for my friends if if we needed someone. So his wow. So your dad was like the was the the, the dad's dad. Yeah, he definitely was. Yeah. Uh-huh. How do you think that's affecting you nowadays? Um, well, I mean, I, I think at work, uh, you know, I, I run a team of, of younger uh, real estate brokers. And, you know, I think I have I kind of fit into that same role uh, of being you know, the I'm mentor, being, of being mentor. the dad. Yeah. Karina. 
Small town in Pennsylvania. How large or small was your graduating class? And, and it was, uh, yes, uh, oh, a hundred. A hundred people. A hundred in your graduating yeah. class. And which groups in school did you hang out with? Uh, I hung out with everyone. I was, I, I think, looking back, that was one of the unique parts of kind of my my upbringing. So I was friends with with the jocks, and I was friends with the bookworms, and I was I was friends with everyone. Awesome. Well, How do you bring that into the workplace every day? Being able to work, hang out with all the different groups in school. Uh, you know, in my business, we have to adapt because um, you know we represent uh, all types of companies in all industries. It could be law firms, technology firms, helping them with their real estate needs. So. Um, you know, I have to be able to kind of adapt to all uh, industry well, verticals. I would think that, you know, also the sometimes the tenant and the landlord aren't on the same page. Is your ability to work with all the different groups, is that your ability to help get these deals closed for your tenants, for your clients? Uh, absolutely. I think in, in all real estate transactions, you have opposing parties, you have attorneys, you have owners, you have tenants. And my job is to bring them all together and, and to get the deal over the finish line. That's what that's what I do. You're, you're all about building consensus. I understand your older sister was, you know, your mentor. She had looked out for you. You did it for your younger sister. Your dad was the role model in terms of you and your, all your friends. It's like, you know, Michael was talking earlier about, you know, how, how you're just, you're all about the team, aren't you? It, absolutely. I think the team, um, you know, makes makes the the firm better it makes me better and and it helps us all succeed how did you feel about all your friends hanging out with your dad uh i, I mean i enjoyed it um you enjoyed I, what, I, what I, are you I, talking about it made me proud proud of him you think your dad's proud of you yes why um i think that you know in terms of uh my dad was an environmental engineer and he was, uh, you know, he worked eight to five every day and, you know, he had a, a government paycheck. And uh, I think, you know, I have um, I have exceeded his expectations. Why, why, why would that be? What do you mean? Um, just in terms of, you know, not, um, uh, you know, I think in terms of uh, not okay. seeing a ceiling and, and kind of, you know, mm -hmm. Exceeding people's expectations. Has that been to your office? Has that ever been to your office? Uh, yes. Uh -huh. How do you think you felt walking through those doors? Proud. Mm -hmm. Next question. Mark, what do you got? So you mentioned that, that sports was really important to you growing up. Is there any particular iconic sports movie or story that resonates with you? Uh, yeah, I think uh, thinking back, pro I, I like all the sports movies. Hoosiers is probably the one that resonates with me because the, the small town, I grew up in a small town, and um, you know, coming to a bigger city and, and kind of being the underdog, and, and so I can relate mm -hmm. to that. Stephanie, what's your, what are you thinking? So what people can see is, is the chin quiver about <laughs> your dad being proud of you. <laughs> and so something hit there, right? Something yeah. that's back to that 8 to 14-year-old yeah. Ben. Yeah. What is that? Um, I think probably trying to uh, to be successful. It starts in sports. When your dad's on the sideline, you want to you know you want to win for him. Mm. Mm -hmm. Who's got the next question? What do, what are we what are we missing here? What do we not, not know about you that we should know? I think what you're missing is um, you know just a. a being authentic, I think that's one of the things that has really helped me in life and, and also in business is, you know, um, I, I don't try to be somebody that I'm not. Uh, you know, I, I kind of tell my clients, this is what you get. And, um, and I think that helps just being yourself. You're married. What would your wife say about you? Um, she would say that I, I work too hard. Oh, at, at home, <laughs> who wears the pants in the family at home? Who, who wears, wears the, pan the pants? Who wears the pants in the family? Who's uh, in charge at home? Uh, she runs the family. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Karina, <laughs> what else were you thinking? So back to your uh, chin quiver, what's the moment you think your father's most proud of you for? I don't think there's one moment in particular. I think it's just, you know, watching. I actually think, um, you know, being a dad, and I think he's really proud of me for that, mm -hmm. you know, the mm. family. But what do you bring from mom to work every day? My mom is a, uh, a a very social person, and you know, she was a stay-at-home mom. But she has, you know, ten times more friends than me, <laughs> and, and uh, she continues that. So I think learning about just friendships and and how that relates to, to networking and business is, is what. So how, how do what what do, what do mom's relationship have anything to do with your business success? What are you talking about there? 
Yeah, she is. Um, she she is always the first person to reach out to others and um, not afraid to, to ask for help and, and and also reaching out to help others that need help. So I think all those things relate relate to business. Mm-hmm. What, what's the website address of this organization? Savils Dash Studley. How do you com. how do you spell that? S A V I L L S dash S T U D L E Y dot com. And we've been speaking with uh, Ben Plasted, who's the executive vice president of Savile Studley here on Executive Leaders Radio with Michael Lassiter. That's right. And uh, Michael, did we get a pretty good read on Ben today? I mean, do we understand who he is on the air? I think you guys did it. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, did you know this kind of stuff about him? I, t- I learned a little bit before the interview, but man, we, you, got, you got into it today. Yeah, well, we like to get to know our people here on Executive <laughs> Leaders Radio. This is your host, Herb Cohen, with my co-host, Joe Applebaum, Potomac Companies, Mark Haas Association for Enterprise Growth, Stephanie Reno from Torchlight Hire, Karina Bedour, Colliers International, Charles Manverity Commercial, and Henry Fagan. Don't forget to visit our website, executiveleadersradio.com, to learn more about our executive leaders. We'll be back in a moment right after this break. And your name is... Jeff Goldberg. And what organization are you with? Livewire Media Relations. And what is Livewire Media Relations? What are you guys doing? Public relations firms, strategic communications, getting publicity for clients, media training, presentation training, whole host of services, whatever whatever we can do. So where are you from originally? Originally from the D.C. area. Grew up in Potomac, Maryland. And uh, when did this media thing get into your blood? Probably uh, a little bit later than a lot of other people I know in the media industry. It was between junior and senior year of college. I uh, was fortunate enough to get an internship at NBC News in New York. And from the day I walked in there, felt like that was the place for me and did media for about uh, as a TV news reporter for about 20 well, years. What, before what turned you on this. about that? What turns you on about the media? People. Just being around people, being at the center of the action, uh, I think, since growing up. Uh, that was always something that was important. And to me. what's your Sports role in team. this organization called Livewire Media Relations? Uh, a little bit of everything, uh, getting, making sure accounts are getting taken care of, dealing with clients, uh, uh, making sure that uh, things are running smoothly, and uh, talking to new business as well. So you're talking to potential clients about how you might be able to help them get recognition. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. part of it, not only getting recognition, but to deal with uh, strategy, to deal with possible unexpected things that might come up, uh, help them. So I guess the benefit of you're being on the other side of the fence, if you're actually being the media, is that you're able to advise them how to get press because you were the press. I guess you have an inside understanding of that. No question about it. Understand how reporters, the press, think, operate, behave, and uh, can certainly make that connection between the client and the uh, and the media. That's interesting. So the benefit of your clients hiring you is you understand how to get the press and how to handle the press. What, what's the website address of this organization? LiveWireDC.com. Let me have that one more time. LiveWireDC.com. And your name again is? Jeff Goldberg. And the name of the organization? LiveWire Media Relations. And this has been your business spotlight. And your name and organization is? Paul Schroeder. I'm with Eureka Facts. And what is Eureka Facts? What are you guys doing, Paul? We're a re- full-service research firm focusing on data collection, analysis, and reporting. And who, who are your clients? Who are your typical clients? Uh, various federal agencies. Uh-huh. Um, and what do you do for them? Give, give me an example of what you do for them. So we do uh, survey research for them, focus groups, also cognitive interviewing. Mm-hmm. And wh- what's your role in the organization? I'm focused on the growth st- strategy for the firm. So how young were you, 8 to 14 or so, when, when you were showing them when the strategy thing was showing up for you? Uh, so 8 to 14, my obsessions were both m- music and math, um, and I was also obsessed with efficiency. So Music, math, and fish. Tell me more about that. So uh, I l- I've always liked numbers. Um, I've always been obsessed with how to solve problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, music fits very well into that. I mean, music is math, essentially, mm-hmm. um, and that's been my creative outlet, but on the business side, it's been numbers and making them grow so when you're sitting down with clients or you're helping to identify new markets you're you're always thinking about what's a better way of doing things give me what's that thought look like yeah so i'm much uh i'm very adamant about working smarter not harder um and so always had this um obsession with efficiency as eight to 14 years old Uh i would do long division in my head and could not understand why they wanted me to show the work it made no sense to me Oh my gosh, you're one of those kids that was like really smart doing all the math in their head. So the benefit to your clients of being this bright and being this strategic, I guess you're able to help them if you're a research company, you're able to help them really figure out the right way to get the work done as efficiently as possible. That's right, and uh, as cost-effective as possible. As cost-effective as possible. What's the uh, what's the website address for this firm? EurekaFacts.com. How do you spell that? 
E-U-R-E-K-A-F-A-C-T-S.com. And your name again is? Paul Schroeder. And your title there? Chief Business Officer. And that's your week of facts, and this has been your Business Spotlight. We're back. You're listening to Executive Leaders Radio. This is your host, Herb Cohen. We'd like to introduce Manan Shah, partner of Focus Investment Banking. Manan, what is Focus Investment Banking? We are a middle market investment banking firm providing mergers and acquisition advisory services. Mm-hmm. How large or small is this team? Uh, we are about 65 people with three offices in the country. Uh-huh. Where's the accent from? Where are you from originally? From India. From India. And how young were you when you came to the United States? I was 21. Uh-huh. Karina. What was it like to immigrate here by yourself at 21? It was challenging in the, uh, initially because I had to left, uh, leave the family behind and I was on my own for the first time in life and uh, you know, had to uh, pretty much uh, be responsible for, uh, for everything. How uh, supportive were they of your move? Uh, they were very supportive. They didn't know what I was getting into, but they were supportive. And who helped you get here? It was my dad. Uh, he supported me uh, by, you know, obviously, uh, financial support and emotional support as well. Mm-hmm. Stephanie? So is your family here now? Yes. And did you bring them here? Yes. Your brother too? Yes. Okay. And, and uh, didn't you have some, co- I think Charles had a question regarding that, about the, the responsibility stuff. Well, I just, I, I, you know, you're from India, so there's a, a culture difference. Tell me about that. Yeah, I think back home, obviously, we st- uh, stayed together um, very closely and everyone took care of each other. Um, you know, over here, when I came here, I was by myself. And so I had to learn to just take care of myself and there was no nobody around to uh, really look after you. A lot of responsibility on a 21-year-old man. Now, you never worked prior to coming to the States. That's correct. And so now you have to work to s- provide for yourself. That's right. What did you? What was your first job? My first job was uh, actually uh, in New York, uh, assembling papers, uh, New York Times, and putting it together. Wait, 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 wait. You were 21 and you came to the United States. Is that when you got a job? Yes. You were 21, you came from India, you went to work in New York doing what? Assembling, you know, the New York Times Sunday newspaper edition. What, what did you learn uh, assembling newspapers at 21, <laughs> immigrating from Im- India, that has anything to do with being a partner in the successful investment banking firm? Well, I guess, you know, once I knew that uh, I had to uh, I had to do whatever it took to uh, to get it done and, you know, to, uh, to earn the livelihood, I, I, you know, I put myself into it, onto the task. When, when, you, when you got that job assembling papers, were there other people doing that job as well? No, I think I was, I was doing it myself. Some other students were uh, doing work at the university. Uh-huh, so you got that job yourself. You yes. just needed to make money. Uh-huh. Interesting. All right. Let's see. Mark, what's your question there? So when you were growing up, you had a, a best friend. Uh, what, was, what was special about them? Yeah, I think the, uh, the best friend, uh, I mean, he always uh, reached out to me regardless of how I felt at a certain point uh, in time, whether I was uh, willing to talk to him or not for whatever reason I was not in a mood or we had, you know, some argument or, or dispute, but he always would reach out and make sure that... Uh, you know, we, we we continue the dialogue. So, so, so the, that connection is important regardless of what's going on from day to day? That's correct. And how does that relate to your investment banking clients? Well, I, I've kind of built that practice uh, with my clients. So if, you know, if my clients are not, uh, you know, communicating, then I would reach out and make sure that I know what's going on and uh, stay on top of, you know, things. Mm. Karina? Talk to me about preteen, teenage Manon. What was your family like? Large, small? Uh, so our closest family was small. I have uh, one um, younger brother, and uh, so we, we were just a family of four. But we had a lot of cousins. Uh, you know, when you consider the uh, uh, the, the fam- overall family, it was pretty large. What was your role amongst all of those cousins? If you had a large, large so I family? was I was the oldest uh, within the family. So it, you know, all the cousins were uh, looking up to me all the time, and kind of you know looking out and seeing you know what I was doing in life, and trying to follow the footsteps, and, uh, and at the same time you know coming to me with uh, with questions and requests so you were kind of a leader for your for your family for all of your cousins as the oldest ones yes how did right. you take on that responsibility i think it just came in uh, came naturally and you know as, as i grew up with that my my dad was the oldest as well in the family so i'd, I'd sort of seen him how he took care of the other you know uh, brothers of well, your middle name is responsibility. You know, we, we understand that the family moved here, that your mother, your father, and your brother moved here because you were able to provide the financial support 
And now we're finding out that he's got planted pretty early with your relationship with your cousins. I'm wondering, that, that responsibility thing, how's that come through to your clients? How's that benefit uh, your partners and your clients in the business? Yeah, so I mean, I think, you know, we all, always look at, uh, you know, the, the firm as sort of an extended family. So, you know, we want to make sure that it's, uh, uh, you know, everybody's taken care of. And if, if someone is not doing well, then we make sure that uh, we... Are, are you like the unofficial rabbi in the, comp- in the company where everybody <laughs> comes and talks to you like your cousins <laughs> used to? <laughs> not quite, but... Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we just look after each other. Uh, you look after each other. Interesting. Do you have any hobbies? Oh, there we go. Yeah, I enjoy uh, playing sports, uh, outdoor sports, and um, you know, movies and uh, now, traveling. Movies and traveling. Now, I know you also, being from India, uh, you also like cricket. Yes. So there is a contingency of cricket being played around the United States as well. Are you ever involved in that four or five day match? Uh, not quite. Uh, I don't think we play four or five day matches here in U.S., uh, but I do follow uh, whenever, you know, India is playing, um, you know, at an international level. Henry, how, how, much, how important was it, I'm sorry, how important was it to assemble, you know, and, and to really get into our mm-hmm. culture in the United States when you came here? Is that Was that important to you? Yeah, it is important. And I think, you know, I was fortunate. I mean, I, I, I had always, you know, uh, good people around me all the time. And uh, so it was quite easy. Uh, people that, you know, mm-hmm. were embracing. And, Henry? Uh, so your kids uh, will take care of you when, when you're older. I don't know yet, but I hope so. <laughs> Here we go. Henry, why don't you grab <laughs> it? Uh, I understand you are a uh, pretty big collector of comic books. Yes, exactly I was. I was an avid collector of comic books. I, I used to do a lot of reading when I was young, uh, back home in India. And uh, at one point, I ended up collecting over a thousand comics. You, you collected over a thousand comics, so you're you're the kind of guy that when you put your mind to something, you really go whole hog. I guess when it comes to getting a deal completed for your clients, you're pretty persistent and pretty passionate, aren't you? Yes, I think my clients would uh, say that about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the best part of your job? What do you enjoy the most about your job as an investment banker? So I would say that you know, ever since I've been in investment banking, you know, it's been about fifteen years. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. I've not not had a dull moment. I've never thought about well, which, what doing part anything of it, else. What part of it do you like? I like everything, you know, from origination, having, you know, discussions with the prospective clients and learning about that, you know, companies and their challenges mm-hmm. and, you know, their objectives. And What time do you get up in the morning and start working? About 8, 8 a.m. You get up, and what time are you on, or you get up at 8 o'clock? No, I get up at 7 uh-huh. and start to work. Uh-huh. What time do you go to sleep at night? About uh, midnight. Uh-huh. What time do you start doing your emails? Uh, emails are, you know, continuous. Sometimes I'll get up at night and still do the emails. Uh-huh. And do you have to work on weekends? Uh, yeah, I do try to work uh, uh, a bit during the weekends, but uh-huh. I, you know, obviously try to spend more time. And do you hang out with any of your clients? Uh, we do. So a lot of those clients become friends. Um, I've had relationships with my clients that span over five, ten years, and uh, you know we, we continue to work on different projects. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? That just takes up your time. Uh, you know, they just uh, again. I enjoy what I do, and uh, I enjoy you know helping the clients, and uh, you know being uh, being close to them. All right, I just wanted to make sure. What's the uh, what's the website address for this organization known as Focus Investment? Focusbankers.com. Let me have that one more time. Focusbankers.com. We've been speaking with Manan Shah, partner of Focus Investment Banking here on Executive Leaders Radio. This is your host, Herb Cohen, with my co-host, Joe Applebaum, Potomac Companies, Mark Haas, Associate for Enterprise Growth, Stephanie Reno, Torchlight Hire, Karina Bedour, Colliers International, Charles Manverdi, Commercial, and Henry Fagan. Don't forget to visit our website, executiveleadersradio.com, to learn more about our executive leaders. That's executiveleadersradio.com, to learn more about our executive leaders. We'll be back in a moment right after this break. One help building your business with help from this show's CEOs. Our CEOs can help you uncover more opportunities, grow your sales, connect you, help you raise money, all the big issues. Because our CEOs have been there and done that. They've succeeded in creating millions of jobs and earning millions of dollars. And some are available to advise you. Now, email mentors at executiveleadersradio.com. That's mentors at executiveleadersradio.com. The same CEOs you've heard on the show for 10 years may be willing to help you build your business, uncover new opportunities, grow your sales, connect you, help you raise money, all the big issues, because our CEOs have been there and done that, succeeding in creating millions of jobs and earning millions of dollars, and some are available to advise you. Now, 
email mentors at executiveleadersradio.com. That's mentors at executiveleadersradio.com. And your name is? Jeff Lawson. And Jeff, what organization are you with? I'm with Lakota Hotels and Resorts. And wh- what do you guys do? What kind of stuff are you doing that's special? Well, we manage uh, conference centers and hotels, and we're currently managing the National Conference Center in Leesburg, Virginia. National Conference Center. How large or how small is this organization? Um, the conference center itself is 900 rooms in size, 350,000 square feet of meeting space, dining facilities for 850, uh, exercise facility all set on 61 acres of land. Wow, this is a large organization, isn't it? It is, very large. Uh-huh. And what's your role in the organization? I'm the general manager, and I have oversight of the uh, property and all the hospitality services that occur. Well, wh- what's the general manager supposed to do with this large facility? Make sure, I have a, make sure eight executive community members and a, and a full uh, staff of 210 do their daily jobs. So how many folks do you have running through your halls on a weekly basis or daily basis or annual basis? What's that look like? Well, on a weekly basis on a full house, we'll have uh, 900 per night, um, seven nights, uh, 6,300, which translates to about 20,000 meals a week. Wow. And uh, your job, are you working nine to five or do you end up having to work evenings and early mornings and weekends and stuff like that? No, I'd say I'm always on duty. Uh-huh. Do you, wh- what do you enjoy about your job? Meeting people, working with some of the finest hospitality people in Virginia, which is my team, and meeting our clients because they're wonderful. So you're helping your clients plan their events? Well, we help plan. Uh, they are there for some form of education that goes on at one end of our business. And at the other end of our business, they're there for social catering events, uh, weddings and such. So you're, you're, well you're running a 24 by 7 facility, aren't you? We are. Uh-huh. What's the website address of this organization? Conferencecenter.com. Let me have that again. Conferencecenter.com. And your name again is? Jeff Lawson. And the name of the organization? Lakota Hotels and Resorts. And this has been your business spotlight. And your name is? Ray Briscuso. And Ray, what organization are you with? Life Sciences Conference Group. And what is Life Sciences Conference Group? What do you folks do? We produce annual conferences and events for medical technology, life science, pharmaceutical companies. Uh huh. So if I go to an event, you're the folks that are working behind the scenes to make it happen? That's correct. We're the ones that make sure the food's on the table, the seats are there, soundstage and lights of their registration process works. And, and what kind of events are these? Are these just in the life science industry? Strictly in the life science industry. Why, why do you focus on the life science industry? Uh, we found that the best way to produce a high quality event is to really know your customer. So we don't believe in numbers, it's names. We get to know each company, we find out what their actual mission and goals are, and we find the best way to deliver the value to them. And are you doing this nationally or regionally? We do it nationally. We continue to look for international opportunities, but it's primarily here in North America. And how old is this company? Uh, the company has just finished its 10th year. And how long have you been with the company? I founded the company 10 years ago. What gave you the idea to start this company? I used to work for a big corporation, and I produced the annual event for us. And when I decided to leave, they said, thank you for giving us $150 million worth of a business, and we'll see you later. And mm-hmm. next time I decided I would keep some ownership and do it myself. Ah, so you've been, building, you've been building this ever since. What do you like about your job? I like how different it is because we mix policy, we mix business. I might be putting one CEO together with a politician. I might be putting another CEO together with an investor. Mm-hmm. And I might be putting the next person together with their next employee. How interesting. Well, what's the website address for this organization? Medtechconference.org. Let me have that one more time. Medtechconference.org. Org. And the name of the organization again is? A Life Sciences Conference Group. Life Sciences Conference Group. And your name is? Ray Briscuso. Ray Briscuso. We've been talking to Ray Briscuso, CEO and managing partner of Life Sciences Conference Group here on Executive Leaders Radio. This has been your business spotlight. We're back. You're listening to Executive Leaders Radio. This is your host, Herb Cohen. We'd like to introduce Mark Edward, partner at Hertzbach & Company. Mark, what is Hertzbach & Company? Hertzbach & Company is a CPA and consulting firm. Uh-huh. And tell me a little bit about how large or how small this firm this is. We're about 180 people with offices uh, just outside Baltimore, Maryland, Rockville, Maryland, and Arlington, Virginia. Wow, that's a nice size firm. And and uh, where are you from originally? Originally from London, United Kingdom. London, okay, from England. How young were you when you came to the United States? Uh, 36. And uh, you mentioned when you came to the United States, there was a couple reasons why. What were some of those reasons why? Well, apart from my wife encouraging us to make the move, she's a local girl, um, it was a time in my career uh, where we decided it was time to make a change. What, what was the reason for that change? What was the benefit of the change? Did you mention you were like reinventing yourself? I, I'd reached a point where, yes, I wanted to 
to develop. I'd worked for a long time in a family business with my father. It had done mm -hmm. well, and I wanted to, to branch out on my own mm -hmm. uh, and to really take what I'd learned and mm -hmm. how to work. Yeah, you had mentioned earlier that you felt like you, and as a kid, you were like a hopeless introvert. Didn't you Didn't you mention that earlier? Uh, yeah, I still am, but I hide it well. Uh-huh. Uh, who had the, Stephanie? So, so, Mark, what are you doing 8 to 14? What's your What's your day-to-day -day look like? Well, I, I was very focused on, on school. I uh, was a bit of a bookworm, read a lot of comics. Um, I also did part-time work as soon as I was uh, able to at the age of 13. Uh, and what was that part-time work in? How was it taking that bookworm creativity into your first job? It was retail in the jewelry store. So not at all? Um, trying to describe some pieces of jewelry to okay. people. You, you learn to be a little creative. Mm -hmm. So tell me how that creativity um, from your first job, that introversion from your first job, is showing up in the work of of that you're doing today? T today, uh, one of my roles is overseeing our marketing department, so that gives me opportunities there, but also working with my clients, thinking laterally, how to present things, inf financial information, as well as business oh, strategies. Oh, excellent. Karina? What did mom do growing up? My mom, she was a homemaker for much of the early years, but she went to, uh, back to work after my youngest brother was in school. Um, doing uh, comp trolling, an old term for a bookkeeper. And uh, your dad, what did he do? My father, he, he was always the workaholic. He was involved with manufacturing, um, with selling and uh, buying of uh, china and glass in the early years and costume jewelry in later years. Mm -hmm. Charles? Why do you call him a workaholic, your father? He had huge amounts of energy. He never stopped. Um, even when he was relaxing, he was actually really doing things and, and working. Uh, I, to this day, I've never seen anybody work as, as hard as, as he has. What, what, what kind of role did your father play in your life, and how, how does he play in your life now, that role? Well, um, he's always with me. He passed away uh, two and a half years ago. Um, he was, uh, I, I was always very competitive, trying to achieve. Um, he was always very competitive for his, his kids, his sons, um, and he was very much the person I wanted to make proud. Hmm. So it sounds like you were you were working with mom and dad, and it sounds like you're also working with your brother, or you weren't working with your brother. I didn't work with my brothers. Uh, so you're just working with mom and dad. And do you think one of the reasons you came to the states was to cut out your own turf? Does that make any sense? Um, I, I think there is something to that. It was time to to prove that uh, I could do it. Uh huh. What, what have you learned about yourself now that you've cut out your own turf and you've really taken on, you know, a new career? And uh, what, what, what have you learned about yourself? Um, I think for for an introvert, it's given me confidence um, that I never had before. Um, it's taught me that I can, I, I too can be brave and and try the unknown and uh -huh. Uh -huh. rely on other people to to help. Mark. So your your three f younger brothers knew you way back when. Um, and would you uh, uh, you say that they recognize who you've become as similar, different, now that you've reinvented yourself? I, I, I think they wouldn't see me as the person I was as, as, a, as a kid, as, as their brother. Um, I think I've, I've changed a lot, though inside I still feel the same. Mm -hmm. What uh, you, Earlier we were speaking, you told me that there's a, there's a big part of your life which is giving back. What do you mean by that? Um, when I moved to America, I started working with lots of nonprofit organizations. I knew nobody other than family. This was my first step in, in creating uh, a network, but it was my chance to give back. Um, I felt very privileged in, in certain opportunities that opened up to me. I came with an education that helped and being able to speak English. Um, it really helped me integrate very quickly. So now that I had that opportunity and some skills, both as a volunteer and in my business, nonprofits are a core part of my life, and, and I try to instill that in the kids. And, and as why well. is that? Why is that? Yeah. You know, why? 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 Why the nonprofits? Why, why, give why, me that. why nonprofits? Because it makes a difference to so many different people. Uh, it's a safety net in in this country that is absolutely essential, uh, and many nonprofits don't have the technical expertise to become successful in a financial sustainable sense as a CPA I can help them with that mm -hmm. and, and they can help me with understanding Charles? the world C 
comic books and Mark Edward? How do they go together? Uh, very closely, <laughs> actually. Uh, I, I collected comic books as a, as a child and as a teenager and as a young adult and even to, to this day, uh, if my wife uh, doesn't catch me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I found a lot of the morality and the ideas in comic books very enticing. Um, it's helped me focus some of my thoughts and entertainment so much so that uh, I, I, I feel it as a, as a very important part of my life. I'm even involved with creating how, a science that, fiction how's, how's this all showing? How's this all showing up in terms of your business career? This creativity, these comic books, what's that, what's that all about? Well, uh, I, I mentioned about the marketing side. Uh-huh. Uh, in a firm of accountants, we're not known for our creativity, <laughs> so I, I kind of stand out a little bit there in, in trying to help others um, express their ideas and, and how they talk about their businesses in a more enticing way, uh, both visually and in social media, and then working with the clients. Um, we're not, I hope, to be not just about the numbers, but to really translate it into their nonprofit missions. You're telling me that um, the introvert that you once were has really turned into the communicator that you now are. And in fact, you're providing that role for a number of your clients when it comes to helping them with their communications of their financial statements and how to present stuff. Am I correct in that assumption? Uh, that's a, f- a fair way to put it, yes. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Karina, what are you thinking? What's on your mind? So talk a little bit about your brothers. You haven't told us much about them. What uh, was your relationship with them? I have two younger brothers. Um, my closest to my age, we were very competitive, um, very different personality, very mechanically minded cars, which was what my father loved, but I was never the one to do it. So I guess there was some competition for attention in our younger years. My youngest brother, where there was a six year gap, um, was more similar to me, though he, he's an IT guy and we're very close, even though we live 3000 miles apart. The competition you mentioned between your brothers and and your dad being also very competitive and driven, how did that dynamic in the family work? Did you and your brother find yourself more competing friendly, fighting a little bit more? How did you manage that relationship? I think there was a lot of sibling rivalry. Okay. And now as as a professional, you've got this very successful business. How do you bring that competitiveness into the workplace and manage when someone else is competing with you in the professional world? Well, I I am a very competitive person. I, I think I, I like to see competition in the workplace, but I, I, I always play fair and I encourage other people to f- play fair. And I'm also the person to step away if, if things aren't being played in the right way. In well, a, in that's a interesting. Sense. Wait a second. Wait a second. This thing about fair play means a great deal to you. Wait, what are you talking about there? What do you mean? Um, I, I, I <laughs> sounds corny, but I believe in, in justice and in, in equity. Um, it comes back to corny to, to the comic books and and um the the the, the mor- morales you you learn in those sort of stories and in books and movies mm-hmm. and trying to apply it to a, an ethical business life good stephanie a good role model yeah it's that uh, with great power comes great responsibility are you sort of living that out the uh, you know <laughs> in your in your both your nonprofit work with your clients i uh, i i love the spider-man quote yes uh, i guess i do uh, as i said i haven't changed an awful lot on the inside in all these mm. years Mark? What, what uh, characteristics or qualities do you look for in employees? Um, I, I, I look for loyalty, good humor. Uh, I, I, I like to work with people that I like, uh, and I hope they, to some extent, look like me. But I look for a strong work ethic. Mm-hmm. What do you bring from mom to work every day? My mom was, was more of, of, of the follower of my dad for, mm-hmm. for many years, but she was the peacemaker. She was the, the, um, the quieter person, mm-hmm. um, more, uh, more my introvert side. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you mention she had a sense of humor or something? Certainly like? her, her humor mm-hmm. I tried to bring, though my, my dad also had a good mm-hmm. sense of humor too. What's the, uh, what's the website address of this organization known as Hertzback and Company? It's Hertzback.com. How do you spell that? H-E-R-T-Z-B-A-C-H.com. And your name again is? Mark Edward. Partner of Hertzback and Company. This is Herb Cohen, your host. Don't forget to visit our website. It's executiveleadersradio.com. To learn more about our executive leaders, it's executiveleadersradio.com. To learn more about our executive leaders. We'll be back in a moment right after this 
break. I'm Tina Leone. I'm the CEO of the Boston Business Improvement District. And what is the Boston Business Improvement District? We work to attract, support, and connect the most compelling, creative, and ambitious minds in our region. Boston is known as an epicenter for research and discovery. Uh, some of the greatest things that are invented, such as the MRI, the barcode, the internet, the first satellite, all were either conceived, funded, or developed by organizations here in Boston. How, how old is this organization? We're just, just shy of six years old. How long have you been there? How long have you been uh, there? Almost six years as well. Did you found this organization? Yes, I, I am the founding CEO. Why did you do that? Well, the, the, the organization actually came about uh, by the commercial property owners in why, Boston. Why, why, why does it turn you on? Why does your gig turn you on? <laughs> people. I mean, we the, the, the ability to connect people, and then who knows the next great idea is going to result from that. We have incredible minds in the Washington, D.C. area, and Boston is, as I said, the epicenter for the smartest people in this area. So your job, you're like the master connector. I feel like the mayor of, of Boston, the mayor of innovation, because that's uh -huh. what's happening. So your idea, your, your thought is that in order to create more stuff, in order to launch more businesses, in order to cause more good, it's a matter of connecting exactly. the right people. Exactly. And you like being in the middle of all that I, stuff. Oh, we love it. We love it. And simple things, just connecting people through events, through art, uh, through a happy hour. Mm -hmm. You don't know what's going to come out of that. Mm -hmm. That's what's exciting. So it's all about the people. And you're the uh, you're the founder of this organization. Is this a nine-to-five kind of job oh, for you? Oh, hell no. It's a lot longer uh -huh. than that, baby. So do you have, to, you have to work the weekends and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, sure, sure. Let me have the website address of this sure, organization. Sure, it's bid.com and, and you can download the Boston Connect mobile app. Let me have, uh, let me have that website address one more Balsonbid.com. And it's B-A, give me the spelling on that. B-A-L-L-S-T-O-N-B-I-D.com. Excellent. Your name again is? Tina Leone. And the name of the organization? Is the Boston Business Improvement District. And this has been your business spotlight back in a moment. And your name is? Rick Angrisano. And Rick, what organization are you with? I'm with Adept Computer Architects. And what do you guys do? What, what do you guys do at Adept Computer Architects? We're a managed IT services firm for and the what, SMB market. And what do you do different than everybody else? Basically, we provide peace of mind for our clients. Our clients aren't real concerned about technology. They're concerned about what they do on a day-to-day -day basis, and they want to make sure that the equipment that they're using, the networks and so forth that they're working on are going to work and they're functional. So you're actually sending folks out onto the street, so if I have a problem, somebody will come and fix it for me. I don't have to worry about it? Yes, we're always there on site. We do a lot of things behind the scenes that people aren't aware of, but we're also there in place. That's why we've kept our clients for the last 13-plus years because they know us. Wow, so you're doing stuff in the cloud, but you're also doing feet on the street Absolutely. so that I don't have to worry either way. You have to understand your client's business. If you don't, then you can't properly you know, support them. Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. You mean you have to get to know my business in order to figure out what kind of technology I need and stuff like that? Absolutely. We're in various business verticals, and a lot of the clients that we have in specific business verticals, they do the same thing in that vertical, but the way they do it is completely different. So you can't do a cookie-cutter approach, which a lot of companies like to do. We don't. So you really get to know your customers. Absolutely. And I guess one of the reasons your customers stick around is because you're doing for them exactly what they need as opposed to something that's cookie-cutter. Absolutely. Uh -huh. How long have you been doing this? Uh, I've been in the industry for 23 years. What do you like about your job? I love the technology piece, mm -hmm. uh, but I also like the people. It's funny, some of my engineers are more uh, technology savvy, not people savvy, but I love the people side. So I love you know, introducing new technology and then seeing the wow expression on the people's faces when they realize what they can do today Excellent. in the 21st century. What's your website address? AdeptCA.com. Let me have that one more time. AdeptCA.com. And your name again is? It's Rick Angrisano. And the name of the organization? Is Adept Computer Architects. This has been your business spotlight. One help building your business with help from this show's CEOs? Our CEOs can help you uncover more opportunities, grow your sales, connect you, help you raise money. All the big issues because our CEOs have been there and done that. Succeeding in creating millions of jobs and earning millions of dollars. And some are available to advise you. Now, email mentors at executiveleadersradio.com. That's mentors at executiveleadersradio.com. The same CEOs you've heard on the show for 10 years may be willing to help you build your business, uncover new opportunities, grow your sales, connect you, help you raise money, all the big issues, because our CEOs have been there and done that, succeeding in creating millions of jobs and earning millions of dollars. Some of the CEOs who have appeared on our shows over the last 10 years may be willing to help you grow Assuming you've ser you're serious about your success, serious about your own success, because it all starts with the leader. If you're serious about creating your own successful business or truly committed to putting your nose to the grindstone and doing whatever it takes to make your business successful, 
We may be able to match you with successful CEOs who have created millions of jobs and earned millions of dollars to help you create your success. We've established unique relationships with a unique universe of over 7,000 CEOs who have created substantial wealth for their companies, their teams, and themselves. These women and men get the build in their blood and often continue to start and build businesses even after they've created substantial wealth for themselves because they love the challenge of building a business. Perhaps we can present you and your business to some of these CEOs to gain their interest in helping you. Now, email mentors at executiveleadersradio.com. That's mentors at executiveleadersradio.com to hopefully match you with some of the CEOs we've had on the show for the last 10 years. Mentors at executiveleadersradio.com. We're back. You're listening to Executive Leaders Radio. This is your host, Herb Cohen. We'd like to introduce Bob Barry, president and CEO of an organization known as the Green Turtle. Bob, what is the Green Turtle? Green Bur- Turtle is a sports bar. Uh, located in Columbia, Maryland. We have 46 locations with 3,000 employees. Wow. How'd you get a job with this company? In 2007, uh, I got involved with a private equity group and I took an ownership role and an active day-to-day operation. So you brought the deal to this private equity group? I did. And they wanted you to be the president and CEO. Where are you from originally? Syracuse, New York. How many brothers and sisters? I have one sister. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Karina, your turn. Talk to us about how old you were when you started making money. Uh, I started uh, delivering milk when I was about eight years old, my grandfather. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't get paid much, but I got treated to a lot of chocolate milk. So you didn't get paid and you're delivering milk. So what time in the morning are you doing that? On the weekends, I would get up at four and we'd start the route about 4.30. Wow, 4 a.m. And how old are you? I was eight. Eight years old. Isn't that terrible, getting up that early on the weekends? Your friends are sleeping, everyone's relaxing. No, it was great. I got to hang out with my grandfather. What was that like? Um, Just comforting. Um, He was uh, very important in my life. Why was was he so important in your life? Uh, My parents were divorced when I was uh, less than two years old. Ah, and you went to live with your grandfather? Is that what I'm picking up? Yeah, my grandfather was very important. Uh, uh-huh. Mark, what was your question there? So what what uh, really brought you comfort as a kid growing S- up? Sports. Um, going to play on a team and be with other kids. Yeah, what, what was your role in a lot of those, those sports teams? It varied. Uh, football, I played quarterback. Um, baseball, I played third base. Um, but it was all about being on a team and trying to get the team to play as well together as possible. Mm-hmm. Stephanie? So how do you, oh, I'm yeah. sorry, how do, how do you, what's the connection between, you know, restaurant, tour, and sports? Mm-hmm. There's not much difference in my uh, view of being a leader in a, a business or being a coach of a team or a general manager of a, of a team. Uh, you're looking for great players. You're looking for great um people that are going to work together and support each other. Hmm. Um, I use it uh, sports every day in my business career is, is explaining to people the importance of hiring the best, uh, training the best, working as a team. Um, it, it's There's no difference. Hmm. Stephanie? So, Bob, did your grandfather, did he come to your games? He did. Uh, he came to my games. Um, he passed away at a a uh, pretty young age. Okay. Mm-hmm. And outside of your grandfather coming to those games, tell me about who else was, was influencing you in those 8 to 14 years. Who was, who was coming to your games? My sister, um, my mom, my dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, your family was still close even though they were separated? Um, my mom and dad... Um, were still in my life, but I wouldn't say they were close. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we so were still close. So what you, what you learned, it sounds to me like what you learned is that you can care for a lot of other people, even if they don't necessarily, if they're not necessarily getting along. And if I'm correct about that, what did that teach you about building a business? About being on a team? Well, it sounds to me like you understand a team is made up of a lot of different individuals, and sometimes they may not get along, but you sort of know how to work with everybody. Yeah. There's, a, there, there's the unique thing about business is the fact that, or, or uh, life in general, is that everybody comes from uh, 
different backgrounds and you need um, to understand that not everybody's going to uh, work well together uh, cultures are always uh, different uh, but at the end of the day if you have clear expectations and focus on your business and you explain uh, what your expectations are um, and and stay focused and clear and give them clear directions uh, and pull them together and understand that as an individual they're going to accomplish something but as a team they're going to accomplish a lot more wow boy oh boy you really are you're all about the team who modeled that for you where'd you get that from um my mom started me on that for sure she was uh worked two jobs uh, but she was always about trying to get the most out of people um my wife uh she's amazing she's always pulling people together and and getting them to work together wait wait, wait. you're telling me your wife has had a significant influence on your business career absolutely well, how's that what are you talking about there uh she just pushed me every day to get better and pushed me every day to uh hire the right people and and uh, when people are not working together, it's pushed me to, to move on. It's, no di again, no different than a sports. If uh, you're playing baseball and the second baseman's making errors, you've got to, uh, yeah, you got to replace them it eventually. It sounds to me like you, know, you really enjoy working as part of a team. You don't have to be perfect. You know, you're listening. You know, your wife sometimes is making suggestions to you. You're listening to everybody about everything all the time in order to help move that team forward. It's sort of like you're like sort of selfless. Is that true? Um, yeah, it's uh, it's. I get joy in uh, getting the most out of people. I, I love watching someone grow and continuing to better themselves. So it's not you know you standing up front and thumping your chest and you getting a ton of recognition. It's and does your parking spaces pres set president and CEO on the front of it in the in the at the office? I I, I don't have a parking spot. <laughs> so why why not? Why why don't why don't you believe in that stuff? Because I'm I'm I'm. Uh, it, you need a leader uh, in in anything you do, whether it's business or a team. Um, but at at the end of the day, um, everybody on that team has a role and a responsibility, and you're not going to achieve it if everyone's not participating. And mm -hmm. I would rather give the credit to those that are out in the field and getting things done. We're in our office. We don't make money. It's a, it's a cost structure. And the restaurants, that's our profit center. Mm -hmm. And that's what keeps everybody employed. What's the, uh, what's the website address of this organization known as the Green Turtle? Uh, Thegreenturtle.com. Just make sure the E is at the end of green. The Green Turtle with an E at the end of green, turtle.com. We've been speaking with Bob Barry, president and CEO of the Green Turtle here on Executive Leaders Radio. Karina, can you give us a rundown on who we've had on the air today? Yeah, thank you to Ben Plastad, Executive Vice President of Savile Studley. Manan Sash, partner at Focus Investment Parking. Uh, banking. Sorry. Focus, Focus Investment, Investment Banking. banking. Yeah. Mark Edward, partner of Hirschback and Company. Mm -hmm. And Bob Berry, president and CEO of the Green Turtle. I'd like to thank my co-hosts, Joe Applebaum Potomac Companies, Mark Haas, Association for Enterprise Growth, Stephanie Reno, Rano, excuse me, Towards Light Higher, Karina Bedore, Colliers International, and then Charles Mann and Verity Commercial, as well as Henry Fagan for giving me a hand structuring the questions. Hope you're providing our listening audience an educational and entertaining show. I'd like to thank our listening audience for listening. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a radio show. Don't forget to visit our website, executiveleadersradio.com, to learn more about our executive leaders. We thank you for joining us today and do have a nice day. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to Executive Leaders Radio, the region's premier radio show highlighting local executive leaders. We hope you've enjoyed the show here on 1500 AM. You can learn more about Executive Leaders Radio by visiting executiveleadersradio.com or tune in next time right here on 1500 AM. That's executiveleadersradio.com.